0: Here we go. Money
1: talk, talk. Here comes the money. Money, money,
0: money, Dala Dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. <laughs> ching, ching, bling, bling. cut the chatter. You ain't talking money, then you're talking no matter. Ching, ching, bling, bling. Cut pockets. You take the dollar, dollar. Can a
1: damn soul stop? So CJ, uh... Hopefully you've had a good a good bit of uh, luck there in the midweekers. I know we were both kind of on coastal. That didn't work out as well as we would have liked. you got to give it up for the boys in Boone down there at App State coming out with a big-time performance. And uh, I will tell you, my friend, I know we said you're a true degenerate if you're on that middle game. Well, your boy is up 24-10 at halftime on UConn. Let's get it home there. The Blue Raiders, the middle Tennessee State. But on to more important games like the Nooners on Saturday, CJ. First one I want to talk about, the number three ranked team in the country, quietly number three, Oklahoma, going to Lawrence, Kansas, to take on the Jayhawks, Rock Chalk Jayhawk KU, a 38-and-a-half-point dog on their home field. Do you have any part of you that wants to uh, to buck the trend here and go with Kansas and not ride with Caleb Williams to absolutely shred
0: no, there is no part of me that wants to, to take plus points. Uh, I was on that earlier when they played Duke; it came back to bite me. So, give me Oklahoma to win and win massively.
1: Yeah, and I think you're. I think you're probably right, CJ, in that thinking, in that thought process. The total in this game I find to be very interesting at sixty-six and a half. I do think that Kansas will score some points late, some garbage time um, points. They've done it in a couple games this year. And I think Oklahoma might get, you know, ha- damn near probably 50 of that 66 and a half themselves at least. So I'm probably going to be in a, on an over in that game. Um, man, the yeah, that one to me, t- Yeah, that one to me
0: is tough because
1: I could see that thing being like 55 yassa. Yeah, but I'll tell you this, though, CJ. I do think Kansas scores some points. Um, Oklahoma, while, while good defensively, I mean, they've given up since the West Virginia game, 31 to Kansas State, 48 to Texas, 31 to TCU. Now, I'm not saying Kansas is on those teams' level offensively, but I do think they'll, they'll score some points at home. Either you know, maybe get a touchdown early and then get a garbage touchdown, and I think that'll be enough to carry you over and get your over for you.
0: Yeah, maybe I don't know. That that that's what i I'm scared
1: see the energy aspect. I'm definitely scared of, of taking Kansas plus points, and actually, quite honestly, scared of taking Oklahoma because thirty eight in the hook just feels like a number that might get you. I could definitely see this thing being fifty five to eight. Um, I don't know. I like the over in that game, CJ. Yeah,
0: I mean, this one's tough. You know, my heart's always with the midshipmen, but I mean, Cincinnati. Luke Fickle has them offensively. Just, I mean, putting up video game numbers. Defensively, they're elite. I, uh, I think Navy maybe hangs for like a quarter, uh, but that's about it. I mean, you can't run the ball in this Cincinnati defense. That's all Navy really can do. Um, I just, I don't see, I don't see Navy plugging the upset here. Cincinnati's just playing at a, at a much different level right now
1: yeah i think i think i agree with you cj about cincinnati playing at a different level i mean they don't allow people to run the football i mean they only allow about 123 yards a game on the ground uh navy's not gonna beat you through the air we know that um i mean the system itself is not easy to defend we know that but cincinnati has seen it more than a couple times now i think they probably got a decent idea how to how to defend this um and Fickle's group on defense is, is extremely stout, and they make plays. Um, I don't think they're going to get caught off guard in this one. But I will say this, CJ, and it's a big but. I think Navy with that ball control style of offense, if they maybe break a play or two, because that, that, that system is tough, and you have to be disciplined the entire game. Maybe Cincinnati tries to get a little bit out of position to make a big play, and they get burnt. Maybe Navy gets a touchdown on, on a big play on the run. Maybe Navy, you know, is able to take care of it, take advantage of a short field if, if Ritter may, maybe makes a mistake. Not that we expect it, but I could easily, easily see Cincinnati um, winning this game by 27, you know, like 41-14 to 14 and not even blinking, and you don't get your cover with the Bearcats. Just saying. Oh,
0: yeah. No, I'm completely with you on that one. I mean, I like to say it went big, but I don't I, – that – that's going to be a tough cover over a Navy team that, if
1: they can sustain a couple of drives, is going to make that a really tough cover. Yeah, absolutely, CJ. I 100% agree with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you on Navy always in my heart. Um, after seeing it this year against the herd, uh, I mean, it, it makes me even pull for them even more. But they're having a tough year. I think they're getting better, but it's just not there yet. I expect Ritter to have a big game. I expect Mr. Jerome Ford to kind of chew up the midshipmen on the ground, especially too, because they're not real great on that on that area either. Um, like you said, Cincinnati, big. I kind of like the total in this game being over the 48 and a hook, um, but not one I'm too interested to get involved with, to be quite honest with you. Um, another nooner, the Purple Cats, your Purple Cats, CJ. I know you had them as a sleeper this year. They're going to the big house. They're taking on Michigan uh, on Fox. Um, the Wolverines... Number six in the country, 6-0. and McNamara's been playing great football. Um, they're a 23-and-a-half point favorite here against against the Purple Cats. What are your thoughts initially on this one?
0: I was real big um, on Northwestern coming into the year. Um, Love what Pat Fitzgerald, you know, the, the culture he's built there. It's been a tough year for them. Um, this Michigan team, though, I'm still not really sure what they are because I'm not really sure who they've played yet.
1: Um Ooh. CJ, and and while I get where you're coming from there, I think you got to give them a little bit of love for winning on the road against Nebraska and Wisconsin, um, especially considering where Michigan was supposed to be this year. Although I do get your your kind of your concern about who they have who they have played because it's not necessarily a who's who of teams, especially this year. But they have looked damn good in most of their victories.
0: Yeah. And I mean, cause the, the issue, I mean, Nebraska, Scott Frost is still building that, you know, he's kind of in that deal thing where it, it, it's just building the program up. People are just going to give him time. Wisconsin's not as good. I think as we initially thought, maybe they were. Um, I mean, I like Michigan to win um, and probably cover just cause I don't know if Northwestern quite has the horses uh, to cut, co- to, to keep that ultra competitive.
1: Yeah. And I think you're right on that, CJ. Um, Because I mean, Northwestern, they beat the I mean, they they beat Rutgers 21 to 7. They lost two weeks ago or at the beginning of the month in Nebraska 56 to 7. They're not great. I mean, they lost to Duke this year. They give up 205 yards a game through the air, they give up 205 on the ground. You essentially pick what you want to do against the Purple Cats this year, although they only give up. Twenty-three point eight points a game. So I mean, while they're leaky, they don't give up a lot of points. I mean, twenty-three and a half is a lot of points. I think if this gets any higher, I don't want to take Michigan, but I could easily see Michigan winning this thing like thirty-one to seven, and you get your cover.
0: Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would definitely get it before it goes up. Uh, yeah,
1: I'd agree. And I think the total at fifty-one, you might see boy <laughs> throw that in on an underplay for this week, just saying. Yeah, I
0: think that's probably
1: a pretty safe one. Ah, nothing safe about anything, man. You take that back right now. <laughs> Get that jinx off it. Um, another Nooner, CJ. We're going to stay in the Big Ten because that's all they seem to do is play Nooners. The Fighting Illini, the the, the Brett Bilma squad there, 2-5, and five, um, haven't done much since the opening win over Nebraska. They go to Happy Valley. Take on James Franklin and the boys. The Ninny Lions, 5-1. and one. Somehow ranked 7th in the country, CJ. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. But Penn State is a 24-point favorite at home. Do you give Illinois any chance? Do you want any part of it? See, I
0: don't know. This one's kind of an interesting one. <clears throat> and the reason being is, both head coaches have ended up kind of in the news cycle and for different reasons, right? Franklin rumored, you know, USC is a potential, LSU is a potential. Like, his name's getting floated out there. Then you got Brett Bielema basically standing up there and saying his roster is absolute trash and the kids aren't worth a damn.
1: Like, and you know what? He might not be wrong about that, CJ, and he's going to take some time to get it built back up. Yeah, I, I
0: agree with what he said. I just, I don't know if maybe the way he said it's the way I went with it, but um, this Penn State team's good. This this Illinois squad's not real good. I mean, they're scrappy and they're fighters. Uh, but this thing's in Happy Valley. Uh, to
1: me, this is a this is a Penn State and kind of maybe a walk-off lapper. You know, I will say this real quick. You say Penn State's good. I want to say this real quick though. Penn State got beat by Iowa on the road. Obviously, Kinnick's a tough place, and then Iowa lays the egg the next week. But I mean. They didn't play a, great game, a great, great game against Auburn, and Auburn doesn't look as good as maybe we thought. I'm not saying that Penn State isn't going to win this game, and I'm not saying Penn State's not a good team, but I'm not sure Penn State's seventh in the country good either, though, CJ. Um, no,
0: some, of that, some of that's off Brandon's name. Yeah. Um,
1: and that's you only. And, I mean, and you expect that to some extent. Yeah,
0: and, and you'll get that with some of those programs, I mean, but... Yeah, they're probably not the best. They're probably not the seventh best team in the country, um, but they're miles ahead of
1: Illinois. Yeah, and and I'll tell you this, though, too. Both squads are a little bit dicey at the quarterback position right now. So this total sitting at 45 and a half, while that feels really low, that might be a really, really good idea to look into that under there um, on Saturday at Happy Valley, especially if Penn State gets up, might sit on the football a little bit and get this thing, and you get it that under, you know, with ease. Um, another nooner there, CJ, and the last one involving a top 25 team. And who would have ever thought we'd say this? At 16th in the country, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. And I don't even know if they say demon or not anymore. It might just be the Deeks. Who knows? But that team, coached by, by Coach Clawson, has had a fantastic year. They're still undefeated. But they go on – and go up onto the Hudson there to take on the Army Black Knights at Michi Stadium. And I'll tell you what, CJ, something about this one um, Army is a three-point dog at home, total 52 in the hook. You got any kind of initial thoughts looking at it?
0: Yeah, i would with you. This is kind of a really sneaky spot here. Um, you Wake's know, played very well all year. Um, I love the confidence in which they're playing with. This feels like a spot where Navy – or not Navy, but Army could could jump them here. I mean, so, hey, they
1: both play but the same that, offense with CJ. I get it. Although you shouldn't do that being a Navy guy, though. Come on. Yeah, Go Navy, beat Army. Yeah, huh?
0: yeah absolutely. Um, but, I mean, this, this – that Army's squad's a very well-coached group. Um you know, they don't shy away from anybody or anything. This this feels sneaky, and this makes me really want to take Army in this thing because funky things happen when you go to West Point. It's just – it's it's weird up there. Like I said, they're well-coached. They don't really beat themselves. It's a damn good football team. And this is going to be a real good test for
1: Wake Forest, too. It is. It is, CJ. I agree with that. Um, I mean, granted, I don't think you have the look head spot because – you're playing Duke the next weekend, not North Carolina, not NC State, not Clemson. All those games are ahead of them. So, you know, you've got to take care of business here. But, man, that system is so tough. Munkin and those guys play such a good brand of football. We saw that last year in the in the Liberty Bowl against West Virginia. They're tough. I like the Anderson kid at quarterback. Here, here's the thing, though, too. Wake Forest is giving up 173 yards a game on the ground, CJ. And what's Army do? They love to run the football. I think there's a possibility there um, that that could get a little interesting. I, w- I will say, though, that I do believe that old Sam Hartman there will sling it around against Army in that back end there. The Black Knight's not exactly a stout uh, secondary, so could get interesting from that perspective.
0: Oh, yeah, it definitely could be. Um, this would be one of your weight force sets, that, that third down conversion we talked about with WVU, how, how crucial it is to stay on the field. Um, it's going to be crucial for their defense and getting off the field. Uh I if you allow if you allow Army to put together those 16, 17, 18 play drives that they can put together, you're in for a very, very long day.
1: Oh, absolutely. The one good thing, though, I think for Wake in that per, in that perspective of staying on the field, is Sam Hartman is very efficient at quarterback. And um, maybe as long as they don't put him in bad situations and allow it to be manageable, I think he could definitely pull this off. CJ, um, man. But Nooners, though, to kind of go through the rest of them there, CJ, nothing spectacular, right? Um, I, I mean, Arkansas is hosting Arkansas. Pine Bluff is a 48-and-a-half-point favorite. Florida State's hosting UMass is a 35-and-a-half-point favorite. Um got a couple mat games there with Eastern Michigan and Bowling Green. EMU on the road, three-and-a-half-point favorite. And then Northern and Central, you've got Central Michigan at home, five-point favorite. So nothing crazy crazy. I do want to touch on these two games though. Um, one's at 12:30, the other at the last nooner of the bunch. And that last nooner's in the Big 12, man. And that's the K-State Purple Cats, Snyder Cats, Kleinman's Crew going to Lubbock taking on Texas Tech. I'm CJ. I'm, I'm very intrigued by that game FS1 noon kickoff like we said. What are your thoughts on that? The total in this game, 16 and a half feels extremely high. I feel like you almost hammer that under. Um, what are your thoughts, though?
0: Yeah, I would, yeah, I would hammer the under on that one, too.
1: Um,
0: this one's kind of an interesting one because both teams kind of fighting in the middle of the pack. Um, what's, you know, what's really there? You know, how good is Texas Tech really? what is K-State? This one, I mean, I I lean towards K-State here just simply because I think I trust their system and their coaching staff a little bit better. Um, But Texas Tech has shown at times defensively to be very Mm -hmm. at least competent. Um, Yeah, this year
1: they've been very good on that side of the ball, CJ. Yeah,
0: so I mean, I don't know. It's just for me, I just I think maybe like K State always seems to kind of come up with that one on the road where you you go wow okay all right you pay attention and this one's kind of one of those spots where it's like man that's K State could could do this here and then you know set themselves up down the stretch because they're almost kind of that dream killer in the Big 12 and it's yeah and, and Texas Tech doesn't have a lot of big dreams but. Well, hey, this, when you're in the middle of the pack and fighting for for bowl possibilities, and and you exactly,
1: know. you just brought it up, CJ. The bowl possibilities part, right? Texas Tech with a win here will automatically qualify for a bowl with six wins, and the rest of their schedule's not easily not easy to navigate. And whereas Kansas State's, you know, still got a game here where they could get to four. Can TCU's a winnable game? Kansas, obviously, West Virginia at home. So they've got some games that they can maybe make up some room and, and kind of get, get people. Um, so I look at the Purple Cats, man, Skylar Thompson being back, Klein being the guy on the controls. I'm with you. I kind of think Kansas State gets this one and kind of starts getting things back into a, into the good momentum. I'm not sure how great Texas Tech is. Like, as we said, they're good on defense some games, but then it's like, yeah, they gave up 52 and 70, in the other big 12 games that weren't West Virginia and Kansas. And, I mean, I hate to say this against our Mount CJ, but offensively in that game, we didn't have it for a half. And once we figured it out, it was just too late. So, Texas Tech, man, at home, a lot of big goals and dreams ahead of them there for Columbia and the boys. I could see them pulling this one off. Um, man, I mean, with it being even, that's just a – I mean, how often do you see that um, out in Vegas? So, obviously, they think Kansas State's a three-point – three points better on the field, but the home field – going to the uh, the Red Raiders there at Jones Stadium, so very interesting. I would stay away from that, CJ. I wouldn't bet it with your money, buddy. Oh,
0: yeah, I, I wouldn't bet it with anybody's money.
1: <laughs> hey, that's probably what I meant by that, but I'm talking to you. Not like I'm saying that CJ's, you know, writing six-figure checks out here on his bets. Okay, let's clarify <laughs> that real quick. Another one, I kind of want to hit on it real quick, CJ. I don't want to go in too much detail, but I do want to touch on it because I think it's just two teams that – being from this part of the region and old Big East love is kind of interesting. Syracuse, the orange, goes to Blacksburg in Lane Stadium. It's a three and a half point favorite for the Hokies. Uh 1230 kick there on ESPN three. So it's that whole streaming thing that we all get to enjoy next week. Syracuse obviously coming off a tough loss. Um last week to Clemson. They could rebound. Or DSC VT, who's coming off a couple tough losses now in a row. Um, do you see them rebounding? Which team do you see getting back on track here, CJ? Uh, I think it comes down to who plays better between Burmeister and Schrader, probably, though.
0: Yeah, that, to me, is where it's going to come down to. And I'm, you know what? I'm just going to say this. To hell with the Hokies. Give me the orange. Uh, Virginia Tech screwed me last week. So, uh, to me, I'm going to go with the quarterback that I think is better, and that is going to be Schrader and Syracuse
1: interesting I mean it's an interesting play I think either either way you look at it it could go it could really go either way I don't have confidence with either one of these two teams CJ really uh, different shades of orange and it's all kind of ugly to me. I would say this though give me the over at 45 and a half I think it gets there. Um, it might be ugly it might take a while you might have to sweat it but give me the over there in that ball game between the orange and the Hokies. Um, CJ moving on here into the three o'clock time slot here now. And yes, I'm passing over your boy spav at Georgia State, just so you know. Um, he is a 10 and point dog, though. Um, Wisconsin goes to newly ranked Perdon't. They were Purdue last week with a big time W at I, or excuse me, with a big time W against Iowa. Um Purdue, 25th in the country, like we said, four and two, but they are a dog at home against Wisconsin. Vegas still loves the Badgers. They're a three and a half point favorite, CJ. Hey, What do you think? Yeah, this
0: one's a tough one. Um, you know, it. I, I don't love or trust Wisconsin whatsoever, but you almost feel like maybe a potential. Um, just because. Definitely it's potentially. Such a, such a big win.
1: Well, and, and CJ, I
0: think not I mean, only they of an favorite. offensive lineman out there guzzling a.
1: Hey, that is one of the best things we'll see in college football ever. Beer thrown on the field, and he just picks it up and says, to hell with it, I'm just chugging this thing through my helmet because we're winning this game, and this won't be the first one that I'll probably put down tonight. Um, here's the oh, thing, no, though, I, 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 no, I love it. It's just I don't want to leave Purdue because I don't trust Wisconsin, but it feels like it could be a
0: potential hangover.
1: Well, well here's the thing, man. Potential hangover or not, Purdue lost the previous two – Saturdays <laughs> at the beginning of the month, lost to Minnesota. Our boy PJ Fleck, and that boat's not been, you know, it's been holding on some water this year, taking on some water. They lost to them. They beat Illinois 13 to nine. I mean, I, I just, I will say this about Purdue, man. Boilermakers obviously showed up in a big spot, and they beat Oregon State, which is a good win. Now, I mean. I don't know, man. O'Connell and and Plummer, they both have had – I mean, both quarterbacks that have stepped in this year and played have done great for them. Maybe Brahms definitely got this thing rolling in the right direction. I kind of liked them last year. But, man, it's just tough for me to get behind them. But then again, it's like, how do you get behind a team that's averaging 19.7 points a game on offense to be a favorite versus anybody, C.J.? Neither one of these teams score points. I expect a defensive matchup. The total is 40-and-a-half. 40-and-a-half, C.J., that seems ludicrous to me, even though they're both not very good on offense. I almost think you gotta take the total on principle. One of them one of them scores like 27 and the other one maybe gets like 17 and you win. Like again, another sweater one like in the Big Ten, but I might or another sweater one like in Blacksburg there, CJ. But give me give me the to give me the over in this game.
0: Yeah, you almost feel like you have to take the over. Um, I, it's one of those where I feel like if you take the under, you're gonna you may get it, but it's only to be because of the hook. But I'm with you. It, it, that that's kind of a ludicrous low
1: hanging fruit. Well, and CJ, that's because I think it is low hanging fruit, and it's also because everyone else is thinking the other way, right? Although, then again, these defenses are both very good. Uh, an interesting game on Big Ten Network for sure at three o'clock. So at 3.30, C.J., getting into Big 12 country, our neck of the woods, man, you know Uncle John's clones are right, riled up to go at home against the number 8th-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys, right? The Pokes and Gundy moving up in them polls slowly, but surely kind of quietly. But this week, Iowa State is a 7-point favorite at home, unranked. I don't know, C.J., Give me the clones and aims because Vegas knows something that maybe not everybody else does. I mean, Purdy's still phenomenal, and and you know, Hall has been running the ball all year on people. Iowa State's due for a big win.
0: Yeah, this one's kind of kind of funky, and you know, for for those that really want to get into like the advanced stats, this is one that's interesting to do because in the net yards per play, like I was like. Six, seven yards net per play oklahoma state point they're under a yard net per play in the advanced analytical stats and you almost feel like okay well if you're that how are you six and oh like it almost kind of feels like they're it, at some point the record's going to regress back to what those stats are because they tell you how good of a football team you are yeah but at but this point, Gundy team's also kind of funky, too, right? We talk about Saban and his ability to change up what he's done. Gundy's kind of been able to do the same thing in, yeah, I'll, I'll beat you in a shootout, and then in a year like this, where the offense isn't as good, he lacks the big-time playmakers, okay, well, I'll just beat you with defense. It's kind of funky, and I'm with you. I kind of like Iowa State because they're at home, but at the same time, this Oklahoma State team has just continued to find a way to win games.
1: Yep, every week they found ways to win, and Iowa State hasn't found ways to win, CJ, and I think that is kind of what makes me a little, curious, a little hesitant on the clones, but at the same time, man, I think they're due for a big W there in Ames at old Jack Trice. Um, the total being 47, I find to be kind of interesting because I think both teams have potential for firepower. And CJ, to your point about the stats kind of hide things, right? Iowa State averages four thirty eight a game offensively total yards to, to Oklahoma State's three eighty one. And then the two fifty one allowed per game by Iowa State defensively to Oklahoma State's three oh seven. I think in the end both these teams like to run the ball, but both these defenses do a good job slowing down the run. So it really comes down to who has the better game between Hall and Warren. And I think that team probably wins the game. But also, let's remember Iowa State's been turnover prone, especially in that especially in that loss to Iowa. Um CJ, I do in the end, though, think they'll definitely take care of Spencer Sanders and the pokes, man. I
0: cover that, that, but it wouldn't shock me if Oklahoma State finds a way to sneak out of that thing with three
1: Me either. Me either at all. And I think the total being 47 is just almost spot on perfect. I wouldn't want to get involved either way. Um, another 3.30 kick, CJ. This one's the game day location this weekend. The number 10th-ranked Oregon Ducks going to Pasadena, man, taking on the boys in the Sissy Blue as Coach O, as the uh, RIP, Coach O, um, for your career, not, not in life. Um, but UCLA 5-2, and two, they're at home favorite, CJ, by a point over Oregon. What do you think? Blaine, you there? I'm here, buddy. Are you there? Can you hear me, buddy? Hello? Can you hear me? Blair? Can you hear me, buddy? Yeah, can there you Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you, man. What? What? Did you hear me, my little bit? Uh, I heard The last thing I heard... Yeah. Okay, I'll probably just do something else with the Coach o part real quick. I'm, I'll just cut this. We'll just start this from the beginning, okay? Okay. Okay. Ready? One, three, two, one. So, CJ, next 3.30 contest from the Rose Bowl, Pasadena, UCLA, Oregon. The number 10th-ranked Ducks are a one-point dog against UCLA. Total sits at 60 and a half. The boys in the sissy blue, um, as Coach O would say, and probably the comment that started his downfall this season, if we're being honest, against Chip and those boys, man. What do you think? I'm kind of leaning with DTR and the Bruins to get this thing done.
0: Yeah, I, I like UCLA here. Um, Chip's got that thing moving in a pretty good direction. Um, I, I, think I think it comes down to better playmaker. Um, that'll be the difference. You know, I, I like UCLA. Chip Kelly's got this thing kind of moving in the direction he wants it to. Um, I think his quarterback's a better playmaker. Um, it finds a way to make a couple, a couple. Uh, for
1: UCLA to pull that thing out. I agree, CJ. I think uh, DTR is a little bit better than Brown at quarterback. And really, I think Oregon's kind of living off the win versus Ohio State early when they kind of had it going. And let's be honest, Ohio State's maybe a little overrated too. Um, I mean, because Stanford's not amazing. You lost to them OT. Cal last week didn't have a great showing. I think, think you're onto to something there, although it wouldn't shock me at all to see – Oregon win it because they've got the mentality that nobody else out in that conference has. Um, Dye's come in and done pretty well in, in, instead of, uh, instead of Verdell, you know, instead of Verdell. Whew, that's a tongue twister right there. But, um, you know, that injury we thought would cripple him. It hasn't. Be interesting to see how this goes, but I'm with you. I like DTR to make plays um, and I, I would take the Bruins. The total though, uh, 60 and a half. I think both these defenses are actually pretty good. I would lean in the under in that, in that game, CJ.
0: Yeah, I would too. Um, both defenses are, are really good, and I just that one doesn't strike me as one well where you're going to see the scoreboard light up a ton.
1: No, not at all, man. Um, the next three thirty contest, CJ, I'll give you a choice. I'll let you. I'll let you, change, pick the first one you want to go with here. Do you want to talk Clemson, Pitt, Pitt ranked twenty three? Which I mean, we're talking Pitt. Who wants to really do that? Or do you want to talk about our boy, the Lane Train? Number 12th-ranked Ole Miss down in Oxford against LSU. And what's happening there with Coach Up?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, the Ole Miss game actually, I think, has a lot of intrigue to it. Um, you know, El- Ole Miss has been playing phenomenal. Um, your boy Corral, I think he still stands a pick this year.
1: Has he not thrown on yet? Oh, that's, that's a – I know CJ's on the road here. He has finally thrown one. Yes, he, okay, he threw one last guess, week against Tennessee. And what okay, a wild scene that was.
0: Yeah, because going in, into last week, him and uh, Gary Bohannon and Baylor were the only two for over 1,000 yards passing and hadn't thrown a pick. So, um, you know, Lane's got that thing going. Defensively, they're miles ahead of where they were last year. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I don't think they could have went any worse than they were at times no. last year. The total um, in this game, by the
1: way, CJ 76 and a half for this one between LSU and Ole Miss.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's, that's heavy. People are losing their minds now. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I just, I, I, I love Ole Miss in this one. There's a lot of stuff going on around LSU. How much of it's true, how much of it isn't, who knows? Um, but it, 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 it's setting up to become a massive dumpster fire for them. If they're not careful, um, I just, I, you know, Ole Miss gets a big win in Knoxville. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I like what Lane's got going on down there in Oxford. And I just, I I think LSU hangs tough for a little bit, but at some point it's just not going to be enough.
1: I, I'd agree with you, CJ. I'd agree with you. I really do think that um, Corral's really playing some great football. Remember, Eli Manning is getting his jersey retired here. Um on Saturday, and I think that's a huge deal down there. I, if you've ever been to Oxford, you know the Mannings run that place. I can't believe Peyton didn't get there. Um, but, but anyway, I, I think Ole Miss, man, crowd's ability to do both. I know Snoop Connor's great early. You know, Now, we do know that LSU had a great game there with uh, Theron Price last week. You know, So yeah, Ole Miss is going to have to do a little bit better job of stopping the run than they have at times here, and it's got a little bit leaky – of late, especially against Arkansas, um, but in the end, CJ, I love the Rebs with minus eight, and I think I would probably lean with the with the over this week because it's it's you know it's back in the seventies, not that eighty two range it was last week versus Tennessee, and I think LSU is going to score some points too. You know, Max Johnson's got his dad's pedigree, old former pro Brad Johnson, obviously. And um, LSU's been running the ball well. There'll be some points in this game for sure, but give me the Rebs to win it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you
1: on that. So, CJ, I don't want to spend as much time now on Clemson-Pitt. Let's just be honest about it. I don't like – I don't love Clemson, and I don't like Pitt at all. Um, I mean, DJ Ugula's numbers this year, four touchdowns, three interceptions. Who would have thought Kenny Pickett would be the guy in this game with 21 TDs and one interception? I mean, Pitt's offensively has been doing some good things this year. There's no question, despite that loss to Western Michigan, they're kind of back in the driver's seat in the ACC. But do you think that Clemson defense will continue to rise up and put together a good showing against Kenny Pickett and the boys there at Pitt and come on the, come come away with a road win there at the Big Ketchup Bottle um, in front of probably, like, less fans than there definitely should be in stands, let's put it that way. But they might get, like, 30,000 in a 60,000-seat stadium Saturday.
0: Yeah, and I have a sick feeling most of those might be wearing orange.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: definitely, def, definitely not a home field advantage.
1: Um, no doubt. But you know what? They are a bunch of front running, uh, front runners, and they might show up now at their team. They think their team's good, which would be even better for them to lose now. have to be honest.
0: Yeah, I, I tend to, I want to go Clemson here, um, and it's not because of anything I've seen this year, but it's because of Dabo and kind of that pedigree and what he's built there culture wise. Yep. This almost kind of seems like one of those weeks where he challenges them, you know, the whole you know, bring your own guts mantra.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, BYOG. To, to,
0: to show up and that defense to rise up. He um, can make a play here or there. Um, something a little different. You know, maybe Ross finds a way to get him out in the open space a little. This just, yeah, this just kind of feels like to me a spot where Clemson historically, you've written them off. Dabo finds a way to get this team riled up and they find a way to go into Pitt and knock off what a lot of people think is probably the front runner in that conference right
1: now. It's wild. And don't disrespect Wake Forest or you never turn your back on the Wolfpack, CJ, uh, as being <laughs> a frontrunner in that conference. But a big game here for Pitt, if they get it, they're, like you said, they're they're moving toward the driver's seat to play in, in Charlotte in that, in that championship game. Um, yeah. Man, like you said, you take Dabo, and then based off the program, the, the tradition, the culture. But if we talk about on the field this year, I'm probably taking Kenny Pickett and the, and the boys from, you know, wearing that mustard, mustard yellow and ugly, just terrible uniform. Actually, I love the old school Pitt Uni CG. I can't lie. Um, but I hate the program. But I'm thinking I honestly. Wear that
0: god awful blue helmet thing oh. with the panther head on it again. I'm okay.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, if they go old school, it's actually not a bad uni. Kind of like the days of Dan Marino, and I think Pickett's the closest thing they've had to Dan Marino since like Rod Rutherford. Um, yeah, I, I I probably would take Pitt honestly to cover this game, um, based off of you know what I've seen this year, and if they were any other team but Pitt. Um, But they're pit, so Clemson plus the (laughs) three-and-a-half. CJ, two 3.30 games I kind of want to hit on real quick before we get to the night games. Um, Actually, three uh, 3.30 games I want to hit on. One real quickly, because I just think you got to hammer it because I think it's a great, great pick, and that's UAB at home against Rice, minus 23-and-a-half. Rice's offense is in disaster mode right now. They can't give anybody any help, like we, like you'll hear later when we talk with Zach. Um, give me, give me the Dragon Blazers to uh, to win this thing by more than twenty four points against Rice.
0: Oh yeah, I don't think there's a question.
1: Yep. So the next one there, Maryland goes to Minnesota. CJ wrote a boat. Scotty migo Gophers are a four and a half point favorite at home. The total at fifty three, man. I'll be honest with you, I really, really like Minnesota in this game, and I think I lean with the with the over at fifty three.
0: Yeah, this is kind of a funky one because, um, like we said earlier, you know, the, the the boat's taken on some water this year, and they you know kind of had to bail out. But
1: it's the But TJ, It's it's been t- it's taken on water, but it's like they did win back to back Big Ten games. Since losing that game to Bowling Green, that's the one that kind of is like, uh, but now they're four and two. I mean, you beat Nebraska, you won at Purdue, which had the big win against Iowa. Maybe Minnesota's, maybe the boat's not in that bad of shape right now.
0: Yeah, and it may not be. The, the question for me is, is what you know, which Maryland team shows up? You know, the one that you know started out the year four and zero. Uh, oh. Yeah, four and zero. Oh, we're looking good. Or is it you know the one that went to Iowa and got absolutely just.
1: Curb oh no, they didn't go to Iowa, CJ. They lost that at home. Yeah, you know they played Iowa and got curb stomped. Now they did go to Columbus and absolutely got curb stomped as well, sixty-six to seventeen. So I yeah. mean, it, 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 tail of two Maryland teams. I think they'll score points against Minnesota, though. But in the end, I do like. Uh, actually, you know what, CJ? I think, man, because every time I want to, I want to discount Maryland's when they come back, and I could see them having a good game off a of buy off those two losses. Minnesota kind of riding off the two good wins here this month could maybe see Maryland sneak around but I do love absolutely love the 53 that's gonna be one of the eight plays for me for sure uh, this coming weekend um, CJ one one that I'm interested in because it's it's a good game in the Mac um, Western Michigan Toledo five and two three and four I think both those teams are very intriguing they both score points um, Toledo's probably played the tougher competition and lost two heartbreakers in a row, which makes me think they're due for a big win. But Western Michigan, I mean, they got a win over Pitt, and they scored 64 last week against Kent State, an offense that puts up points as well, so they felt like they had to. I mean, the Mac's crazy this year, CJ. We'll get into that more midweek stuff and once Max really hits here next week, but I uh, just thought it was worth noting that uh, at the Glass Bowl, the Broncos are one-and-a-half-point favorite against the Rockets.
0: Yeah, that one should be a, be a pretty interesting one. Um, yeah, I am I kind of like Western Michigan um, in that one simply just because it's at home.
1: Yeah. And, and well,
0: yeah. It, uh, we'll,
1: no, do, no. Yeah. they're on no, the road. That's, 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 Toledo,
0: that's at Toledo.
1: So do you yeah, like Toledo? Uh,
0: well, I still tend to lean Western Michigan, and, and here's the reason. The quarterback and, play. Yeah, it, it's the quarterback play, and then the other thing for me is, is I, I, I went that whole better competition route with Virginia
1: Tech, and it bit me in the ass. So I'm going to go the other way with it this time. Yeah, I'm show you, buddy. <laughs> go, go with the go, go with what well, go with but, what your gut is. Um, yeah, go with the better remorse. Here's the one thing I do want to talk. The last three thirty game I want to hit on here real quick, CJ, BYU, Washington State, Washington State's playing some in, play. Uh, Washington State, CJ is playing some inspired football right now um they've got two big wins in a row against stanford and oregon state actually three if you want to include cal they've really turned it on since kind of the end of september where they lost at utah and got drubbed by usc i kind of think washington state though is going to continue to play i mean max borgie has been has been absolutely fantastic this year deloria but we know what happened this week with rolovich I think he continues to make him play inspired football, man. I mean, I know BYU is a favorite here on the road, but give me the boys on the Palouse to defend that home turf, defend the honor, there, go out and win one for Coach Rolovich. I'll take the Cougs, man, and not not the Cougs from the of the blue variety in BYU, but the Cougs wearing wearing that wearing that cherry red, that beautiful cherry red at Washington State. Yeah, this was an
0: interesting one because you did bring up you know
1: their coaching staff.
0: Um, and it wasn't just him. I think it was three assistants as yeah, well. Yeah, it, it was a big the, deal. Ended up in the unemployment line, and now there's legal ramifications. You know, all, all four. Hey, CJ, viable. we'll
1: save we'll save that for other other talks, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna get too deep into the woods on that. So, I mean,
1: there's, no, there's I, a lot
0: of things, a lot of things swirling around that. Um, but
1: as I, with the country in general.
0: Yeah, but I'm kind of with you. I do like maybe what that could do mentally uh, for Washington State. Maybe you rally around and you go get one for your, for your former head coach, You know, win it, one for the giver.
1: Now, granted, uh, BYU, though, is coming off of two losses themselves, so they've got that motivation kind of that way as well. Both these teams are want to win this game in the worst way. I'm really kind of a game that I want to watch.
0: Yeah, I, just, I tend to lean Washington State here. BYU, it, it's, there's, the last two weeks you could tell – how much they relied sometimes on Zach Wilson? Um, exactly,
1: but you know what, teacher, I do C- want to say C- this. Now a pro, and yeah, I mean,
0: very tough to replace. Okay. And so I, I think, I, I think they're a very good coach team. They're a good program, yeah. but I, I think Washington State finds a way to turn all this negativity and, and fire around their program into a into a bonus for them, and they come out swinging.
1: I'd agree, man. At Martin Stadium on the Palouse, man. I like the boys in Pullman. It's supposed to be raining a little bit. Although I will say BYU has lost to Boise, a batter program. really needed it. And then they went on the road and lost to Baylor. Baylor we think is pretty good. So maybe they're, you know, they have a win over Arizona state, which who knows what that means. I, I, I kind of, I'm with you. I kind of like Washington state in this spot. Although BYU is also in a spot themselves losing two in a row. So real interesting game Saturday there on FS1. Um, Two, four o'clockers, CJ, I find worth mentioning real quick, although I don't really want to get too in-depth with either one of them. Um, And that is the game. And, you know what, I'll even mention a third one because it's your boys. But Mississippi State um, going to Vandy, I think you take the candy with Vandy plus the 20-and-a-half. I'm not sure they win, but I think Mississippi State's not going to blow them out. What are your thoughts real quick on that?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of with you, maybe not. Um, Mississippi State coming off – you know, their annual beatdown Bama, from Bama, Yeah, um, I think they'll have a little bit of motivation, but...
1: Um, Is it, it worth 21 weird. points worth? You know what I mean? I, I think Vandy will no, kind of be competitive. No, cause yeah, because I don't know if Mississippi State's good enough to beat anybody by three touchdowns. Yeah. Well, and also, too, you think about it, you just had the Bama hangover effect, um, and then you got to go travel to Nashville and play Vandy. I think Vandy will keep it close. Give me the 20 and a half with Vandy. Give me the candy. Yeah. Um, I'll mention this too, CJ, because like I said, because it's your boys. Liberty 5-2 and going down to North Texas out uh, the drubbing that they took against Marshall. Um, Liberty 21-and-a-half point favorite. I think North Texas might have something in them. Maybe rise up, play one more game of inspired football because if not, could be an uh, unemployment line-looking situation there for uh, for for North Texas's entire staff there down there in Denton. Give me you freezing the boys, um, probably, CJ, to get over 21 and a half, right? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Yeah. That's... Um, have your, you
0: know, basically, basically, on, hey, season, uh. CJ, it didn't, it
1: didn't pick up your first thing. So, what I'm even thinking, I'll recut this Liberty part real quick and let you kind of take, take, take it all because I messed up with the coach. I couldn't think of his name off the top of my head. So, I'll do it real quick, okay? Okay. So, CJ, I know how to mention it. I'll mention it because it's your boys, the Flames, going down the Dent to take North Texas, coming off the drubbing against the herd that they took last last Friday night. Um, Liberty's twenty-one and a half point favorite. Are you laying them points, CJ? Because North Texas looked horrendous against Marshall.
0: Um, actually, I am. Um, biggest reason being is Liberty coming off a, a loss to to UL Monroe, uh, thirty point favorites, and you lose. Hughes, got, Hughes had their attention all week. at the mouse, ready to get back out there. Um, North Texas, I, they're getting ready to go through a massive regime change. Um, that, that's pretty apparent. Um, so, yeah, give, give me Liberty in the points, Big.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, I think you're 100% right with that, CJ. Hey, another four o'clocker. You got Boston College and Louisville. Down there at Papa John's, BC going on the road. Louisville's a five and a half point favorite. I'm not too anxious to get involved in this one, but if I were, I think I would take BC. Um, I will say, though, the total being at 57 feels probably right um, because BC's getting into the 30s a lot this year. They're coming off two losses in a row. Louisville's also coming off two losses in a row, but they, I mean, it's heartbreakers, both of them. Thirty-four, thirty-three, and thirty-seven, thirty-four. So, I think this game we will see some points in this one. Yeah, I think you'll
0: see some points in it. Um, I I don't have a lean either way as far as who wins because um, both have been. I, you just don't know what to make out of either one of them. Um, but yeah, definitely, I would. Yeah, I would definitely eyeball that that total
1: up. Well, I'll tell you this: I do know what to make a BC, and I like that team. I think they have a winning kind kind of uh, DNA, despite the, despite losing two in a row because they're doing this with a backup quarterback. Um, you lost a, a crazy hard game, you know, a heartbreaker against Clemson on the road. And NC State got you, but I think they're going to rebound um, because I'm, and probably rebound quicker than Louisville because Louisville's giving you two great efforts in a row, but they also barely beat Florida State. Um, you know, just before that. So, ah, man, that's that makes it tough. I'll roll with BC plus five and a half, though, CJ, if I'm being honest in this one. Um, last four o'clocker, East Carolina, the Purple Pirates, going down to Houston to take on our boy Dana, going to rock that shock. Um, they're a 13 and a half point favorite at home against East Carolina. What do you like in there, CJ?
0: Um. Yeah, Houston, I think they're they're a little bit better uh, than East Carolina is right now. Um, I mean, the Pirates have shown some fight here lately, but um,
1: unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Give me Dana. Give me the shopper, Give me the points. That's tough, man. It really is tough because I do I do really like what Houston's been doing, but I will say this: East Carolina and Holton Nairs, that team never quits. Um, the win against Marshall on the road, the 21-point 21, 21 comeback was was incredible for them. Um, although they haven't won any really big games, and they lost to UCF. And Tulane, you know, a common opponent of both these teams, um, you know, it was Houston's last win. They beat Tulsa. I'm not sure that the teams that Houston's playing is great, but I think that they have um, – I think they kind of have what it – what it takes to maybe have a special season down there at Houston, as much as I would begrudgingly like to see that for Dana. Um, I think he might have something going there this yeah, year. And it's, yeah,
0: and there's also con- – This is a game, game, game where Dana's teams typically, typically lose, Like, yeah. it's kind of – Yes,
1: I would agree with you, CJ, and I think that's why I kind of well,
0: – That's kind think of, about it.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of why I think East Carolina plus 13. Finally got there um, – there's a couple of good ones. Not as many. There's no late night varieties this week. The last kickoff's at 7:30, unless you were on the island um, for Hawaii, New Mexico State. Uh, we'll start with the 7 o'clocker that I think most people will be watching. The third Saturday in October. Tennessee, Alabama. Alabama's a 25-point favorite at number four in the country, right back in the playoff mix, right? But get but let me tell you this real quick. I liked what I saw out of Tennessee, even in the lost old miss. I think they'll go down there and cover that 25-point spread against the Tide, CJ.
0: Well, um, let's see. Last week I took Mississippi State to cover against Alabama, and they got beat by
1: 40. Turnover-induced, though. Let's be honest about that.
0: True, true. Very turnover-induced. Um, I think
1: maybe that loss um, at Texas and for
0: Alabama was maybe a little bit of a blessing in disguise uh, for Saban and Tuscaloosa. Kind of, kind of got his boys' attention a little bit. Um, You know, hey, you know, we're just not going to roll the ball out here and beat people. Um, You got to show up. You got to show effort. Yep. You got to
1: prepare. You got to do the little things.
0: Yeah, you got to do the little things. Um, I think he's gotten their attention now, Um, and I.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, twenty, but. State Alabama. here's the thing though I will say that and and you're probably right about saying their world's above them talent wise but I do love the fight Tennessee showing and 25 is just too many for an offense that can score points um and are able to kind of move the ball both ways and I think Bama while they're definitely going to continue to get better on defense I do think that Tennessee is going to make some plays and kind of hang around in this football game um give me the balls plus 25 with Hendon with Hendon Hooker uh the Hooker man. Got to love the Hooker. Uh I feel like he's going to find a way to make plays although I will say this CJ. That total with 68 feels very very flirtatious. I think I like the over there buddy.
0: Yeah, I I tend to too cuz um you know Alabama's shown you they can they can score a bunch of points.
1: Yeah, and in a hurry. <laughs> next next two games CJ, I kind of want to group them up together because I want to get your opinion. Do you take the Air Force Falcons? at home against number 22, San Diego State? Or do you take La Tech and the Fighting Kindles from Ruston against the number 24th-ranked Roadrunners of UTSA? Meep, meep. Of those, uh,
0: I take Air Force um, just because they've shown an ability to be really good at times. Um, they don't, you know, they're disciplined like all the academies are. Um, UTSA's having a really special year. Law Tech is, has shown an ability to knock somebody off.
1: I think in the NCJ, um, it comes down to, I'm not sure I trust San Diego State offensively um, in big, big spots. And now Greg Bell is, is an absolute stud at running back. But both these teams do a pretty good job slowing down the run. Both teams are going to be committed to running the football. This game's going to take like two hours. The total's at 39. I think, man, though, if you gave me a choice between do I get six with Austin Kendall and Rustin, how things get weird there, we know how that does for bad beats. Or Air Force to have to cover three, give me San Diego State plus three and give me La Tech plus six. Although I do think Sincere McCormick and the Roadrunners continue that special season, but I will say this about that game, C.J. I do think that Louisiana Tech at home is not a spot that I want to get too involved with if I'm if I'm if I'm the Roadrunners there from UTSA because I mean they've been living on the edge there a couple of times here in the, this, you know, during this run. Other than that Rice game, um, I, I think that. Man, if we're being honest, I mean, UTSA's defense is, is better probably than La Tech, but I don't know how much more how much more accomplished that offense is than La Tech, especially if they can kind of slow down McCormick a little bit. Although my boy Frank the Tank Harris, who likes to cheese in that in that profile picture there, man, did have a great game last week as well. So maybe I should not be doubting my Roadrunners there. But six was <laughs> like just the perfect number for uh, Austin Kendall to come inside of there.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you on
1: that one. Those those are two I think I'll I'll watch and enjoy, but stay away from. Yeah. Although, CJ, I will say this, buddy. I will tell you this. I don't think I would stay away. I think I might go ahead and hammer that under at 59 and a half. Just saying. Um, on to another another game at 7 o'clock, CJ, that I find to be interesting. And you're going to have to find it on FS2, but that's Fresno State hosting Nevada. A 5-2 Fresno State, 5-1 Nevada. Fresno is a three-and-a-half point favorite. But it'll be a day game out there um, in the Valley for uh, for the Wolf Pack of Nevada and the Fresno State Bulldogs. Who you like, man? Um, I like Fresno State. Um,
0: they've, they've really, you know, I, I've not played well. Um I think the kid playing quarterback for them. um, I think he's a pro. Uh, Reminds me a lot of
1: Derek Carr uh, with the Raiders. He really does. And and so is it is it really is it not the Fresno State jersey that makes you that comparison to CJ? Well, a little bit, but I mean, if you look at kind of the way
0: he could kind of manipulate the pocket, the arm, like he reminds me a lot of Derek. And I'm not saying he will be, but the kid's got you know pro pro skills.
1: Yeah, and uh, hey, man, Carson's strong on the other side. They might have Phil has pro skills too. Um, I mean, Jake Hayner, though, man, like you said, he has had a great season for Fresno State this year.
0: Yeah, so I, you know, I just I like what I've seen out of them. Um, you know, I, I feel like they're kind of dialed in and really,
1: really looking
0: to to make a push here at the end of the year. I mean, they're
1: they're both really good
0: teams, both very well coached. Um, but I guess mean, like I like hey. what I've seen more out of Fresno State.
1: would it not? I mean, you just want to say Chris Alt versus Pat Hill, but it's definitely not the coaches anymore. Yeah. Um, That was an old-school battle. I think both defenses are a little bit better, though, than maybe they're getting credit for on this total being 64. But both offenses are really good, and you got pro. Number either. Probably a game you stay away from. Peek at, for sure, um, because it's before that Mountaineer game. The rest of the 730 games, you get enough information on WVU in our other podcasts there. Um, but, you know, we have to talk about the game in Bloomington. Number five, Ohio state goes to Indiana. CJ. I think Indiana was a week early against Michigan state. I think Ohio state might be right for the pick. And that 21 feels crazy big.
0: Yeah, it does feel big. Um, you know, um, but Ohio State's kind of offensively feels like they're starting to kind
1: of figure it out again. Um, See, like Jay, it, I want to ask this question, though. How? Why do we say that? Because they put up 66 on Maryland, 52 on Rutgers, and 59 on Akron? I mean, before before those games, eh, they didn't necessarily kill Tulsa. Oregon wasn't good. I'm just saying this, and, and I don't know if you say they ever didn't really figure it out offensively other than the Oregon game. They've been scoring – but it's like, I don't know how good they are, man. I don't. Th- I think that's fair to say. I mean, yes, C.J. Stroud's putting up great numbers, but how good is he really? Indiana's definitely been more tested so far this season than Ohio State has at this point in time. I, I might lean Indiana plus twenty-one, buddy. I have to be honest. With you.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I can see why you're leaning that way, um, and I don't, I don't disagree with you. And at uh, night, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I tend to lean with you on that one because, um, I mean, that is a big number. Um, and, and you're right, and, and who knows? I mean, we you know, Ohio State may be what we think they are offensively, which isn't real good, but good enough to really hammer really bad teams.
1: And, and I guess the um, question is, is Indiana really a really bad team or are they semi-competent defensively? And also you got to think Ohio State's going to have some motivation from this game last year because that was the one everyone's like, oh, they're not that good. They barely beat Indiana.
0: Yeah. Um, no,
1: and I think Indiana's
0: somewhat competent defensively, uh, enough to
1: at least keep that thing reasonable. Here's also the other thing to think about too. Here in this game, CJ, is next week Ohio State's hosting Penn State. You can't tell me those kids aren't looking ahead. Yeah, potential look-ahead spot there. That's a really good point. I think that's why I might hammer Indiana. The who's Hoosier Daddy. I think you were. Uh, I think it might be a week week early there. Um, Ohio State might not be quite ready. Battle for the Jewel Shillelagh, CJ. USC, Notre Dame was like my favorite trophy in the college football uh, game when you got that Dynasty trophy. You had to go win it. USC is a seven-point dog in South Bend at night. What do you think there? I lean Irish big. I think they'll win by more than seven. Um, and the total in this game, CJ, is 59, which I think I might lean under for sure in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can see why everybody kind of favors Notre Dame. Um, but this one, like I said, it's a rivalry game. It's kind of sneaky. You know, and you got Slovis, who's a pretty good quarterback. Drake London, who might be one of the best wide receivers in the country. there for USC. I, I'm with you. I think Notre Dame wins. I don't
1: I feel you. I don't, I don't think it's I think big. They, I don't oh. think it's big. Big. I'd agree, CJ. I think they might win it like 30 to 20 type situation. And i I definitely lean the under in this football game. I think Slovis and those guys would be yeah. good. But I think Notre Dame defensively in that back end is pretty good. And I have like what they've been doing for years there. And I think they'll run the football with Kieran Williams and kind of allow their defense to be on the sideline some. I definitely like the Irish minus seven. And I really love the total at 59, taking that under. CJ? I I want to know what jerseys Notre Dame wears, to be honest with you. I hope they bring out out the green ones because those are always fun to see. Um, And by the way, it it disappoints me when I watch a game on NBC and the Irish have turf. It's not right, damn it. Rudy wouldn't stand for this. Get that lush carpet back like you had against USC back in 07. No, excuse me, back in 05 um, during the Bush push. That's what everyone wants to see when they watch a game at Notre Dame Stadium. Come on.
0: Yeah, but you had a bunch of people complaining.
1: They didn't cut the damn grass there at the end of the year, man. It was like playing in the rough at the US. Open CJ,
0: Okay, Yeah, I but mean, other teams absolutely
1: hated it. Well, it's even better when it's USC coming in there to take on the Irish, man. Um, <laughs> but I get you. You want to be a turf guy, whatever. Um, here's the thing. I want to talk about this next game because I find it to be very intriguing, not only because I want South Carolina to get one more win on the year, but because Texas A&M is – now starting to get a lot of love, especially on the spread here. The Aggies at home hosting the Gamecocks at Cal Field on SEC Network. They are a 19-and-a-half point favorite against Zeb Nolan and the Gamecocks who just keep it close and find ways to win ugly. What are you thinking, CJ? Uh,
0: yeah, Is I not mean, of that
1: good, I guess is the question, right?
0: Yeah. And, you know, and then, you know, is – is South Carolina atrocious? I guess is the other portion, other half of that equation.
1: I like I mean, it. And, I'll say this real quick, CJ. In defense of South Carolina, lost a tight win in Kentucky, sixteen to ten. Lost to Georgia, forty to thirteen. Who's not losing to them this year? They found ways to win games against Vandy and Troy. I'm not saying that's impressive, but I think South Carolina might have a sneaky spot in them here, going to Cal Field. Maybe just maybe A and M is kind of really feeling themselves, and they got the big games coming up the next two weekends against Texas A and M and Ole Miss. So yeah, I, 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 you got to look yeah, at that. Yeah, I, I think
0: that's an awful big number to cover for A and M. I was yeah, I would lean towards uh, the Gamecock covering that, but I don't think they
1: win it. I'd agree, and I, but the one thing is though, Beamer's definitely got his work ahead of him. <laughs> and cut out for them there down there in Columbia with the Gamecocks. Um, and Texas A&M really does have the juice and the momentum flowing right now. And, and CJ, I spoke a little too soon on that. They have a bye before those two games. So maybe they keep firing it up and keep it rolling into that bye and beat South Carolina. I don't really want to get involved because 19-and-a-half just feels a little too big in an SEC game. But I will say this. The total at 45 does feel intriguing to me. Because either South Carolina keeps it close and you get over that, or A and M scores a lot of points and you know they get majority of it themselves, and maybe South Carolina helps you with like thirteen points worth or something like that. Just just a thought there. Um, C.J. Two other ones, man. They're both in the ACC. I think they both are games that I really like. The team that's that's favored to win these games. Um, NC State, number eighteen, going down to the U take on Miami they're a three and a half point favorite in that one and then Georgia Tech goes to Virginia the Hoos are a six and a half point favorite I love them at home in Charlottesville to take out Georgia Tech what are your thoughts on those two
0: um yeah I love UVA there um they're a really good team uh Georgia Tech's not not quite there yet I mean you can see flashes of what they're doing down there um, but UVA's a very, very good football team. They're finding um,
1: themselves, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: they, they are. Broncos got that thing rolling there in Charlottesville. And, man, um, so Brendan yeah, Armstrong is
1: a one. phenomenal quarterback. I mean, 19 touchdowns, six interceptions. I think he just makes more plays. Like you said, I don't trust Georgia Tech really um, at all. And as CJ's making his turn, I think Virginia keeps <laughs> turning into the winning lane itself as well. In um, NC State Miami – Man, that feels odd in a lot of different ways. I don't trust Miami. Either way, I don't really – you know, you'd never turn your back on the Wolf Pack, though, CJ. Um, And so that's probably why I lean with North Carolina. I like Devin Leary um, and those guys. He's been playing efficient football all year. He's the quarterback making plays. Miami's not. So I think you got to go there. One last one, CJ, and the only reason I'm even bringing it up is because they're the team that spoiled my perfect week last week, and that's Utah they their win over Arizona State, now they've got to go to Corvallis and take on Oregon State. Utah's a three-point road favorite, although I smell a, uh, an, a beaver upset here, although Cam Rising has been great at quarterback for Utah. What are you thinking here, buddy?
0: Um, yeah, I, I like Utah here. Um, I think they've kind of gotten that Charlie Brewer thing put behind them. Um, Definitely Whitting- have
1: no doubt. Cam Rising has been playing great football.
0: Yeah, and Kyle Whittingham's you know a heck of a coach. He's really got the program moving there, um,
1: and, and doing the things that he wants to do in their culture. Um, so it, it's tough to go against the youth. I will say this though: John Smith at Oregon State's really turning that thing around. And man, I gotta say this real quick too. They have they've really been good this season. Oregon State has they've won a lot of games like, and some good ones at home. Beat some good competition. Utah does feel like they're finding it though under under Winningham like they always do. Um, the total in this one being fifty seven feels like it screams screams an under CJ, um, especially with the chance of rain out there in Corvallis. Just saying, take the take the beeves, I think especially if it gets up to like three and a half or four. To like cover this thing um, and definitely be under in this one, CJ, uh, without doubt, buddy. Should be a fun Saturday, man. Um, and for the record, we're both going to take West Virginia plus four and a half, just the way it is. No doubt about that. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And maybe we should It'll be a fun weekend. And, uh, you know, everyone kind of says you got to survive this one because next weekend it gets spooky Halloween. Then you get in November, playoff rankings come out, going to get real fun. We're also going to be talking here on the backside of it here with Zach Copernicus, the picks. He's having a good time there. CJ, give him the Twitter. And, uh, we'll send it over to the, the little bit that we recorded previously with Copernicus, who is, is up in the standings by three games on me and four on CJ at the moment.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Follow us on, the, on, on Twitter. It's um, Porch Sports Pod. Um, that's the handle. Um, give us a follow over there. Um, we've got, you know, we we'll, we obviously put these up. Um, we'll tweet out some other stuff too. And then tweet us questions, uh, things you want to talk to us about and give us some of your bad beats too. Or if you have a, of a fantastic week, you know, hit us with that too. And you know what, even if you're interested in being our celebrity guest picker, if Zach ever decides to, to give up the mantle, um, let us know <laughs> if you're interested and we'll, 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 we may give you a look.
1: Well, Hey, let's be honest real quick. Celebrity strong word here. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Well, the, the, true. the next one I have in mind, man, he may be a guru, but Zach's hold, Copernicus keeps holding on, though. Yeah, he does. Hey, and now we're going to hear from the man. Well, well, CJ, we're uh, Copernicus, the return of Copernicus <laughs> for a third straight week. Sounds like a unicorn, man. I mean, and, and Zach—maybe that's what Zach's got. He's got a magical unicorn horn, or a rabbit's foot, or something. Because what he's been telling us here, and then he comes out there and just absolutely is on fire right now. Good sir, let me take, let me, uh, let me, let me give my time to the gentleman, uh, Phil, Phil, Mil- Phil
0: yeah, the the Phil Helm youth of picking
1: Zachy Moon here. Um, the floor is yours, sir.
2: Hey. Sometimes you get on a heater. I don't. I don't really know what else to say. But uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm by no means an expert. <laughs> not really keeping up with the landscape as much as usual. But just getting lucky on some picks, looking at some numbers that make sense. Um, I don't know, man. It's just one of those days, one of those weeks, a couple of weeks now. But hopefully, oh my- we can get a third one coming up.
0: Oh my God! I take that back. You're not Phil Melhemus. You're Bill Belichick on to week four. <laughs>
1: Hey, I mean you know
0: I, I I understand his uh no 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 I, I can appreciate the strategy it a little bit but I mean come on Bill, give us something
2: hey <laughs> Don't to <laughs> Cincinnati hey that's if you're the
1: Eagles this year you better watch out that's all i got to
2: say that's a team i wouldn't touch betting i mean this week i would have like i talked to CJ about it. over the weekend we were trying to figure out what to do with that Dallas New England game <laughs> I wasn't sure what they were going to do points wise, but I wasn't trying to bet the under on anything Dallas related. But I didn't know how many points the Patriots were going to score which was super weird. So he went, you know, Dallas to cover, and that worked out. But you know, New England's weird college hey. wise though. At least I mean, I have really much less clue what's going on
1: with that than I did hey. NFL. But I'm I'm on a good streak right now, <laughs> Zach. Well, here's here's the thing, man. This this might have been the birth of something here, buddy. Little little pro pick them. Uh, with with your boy Copernicus potentially,
2: oh, yeah, I like it.
1: Um, if I can have any kind of success with that, that I have with college football so far, I'll be in good shape. Hey, but <laughs> the, the, the we we won't we won't make you reveal what's going on. We won't make you reveal that. But Zach, I mean, I, I just kind of want to get in real quick to the to the picks that you had real quickly. Um, one of your picks that worked out that I thought was a uh, stroke of genius was the under in the Old Miss Tennessee game. I like that. A lot of people are like, take the over no matter what. These two teams are going to score a ton of points. You saw something there. I respect it. Um,
2: That's just a high number. I mean, I know that those two are, you know, big big point getters, but damn, 82 and a half is a big-ass number.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's a huge-ass number. And, man, that game was unreal. Uh, the Rebs and the Vols there at Neyland, Um, man. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it. I'm sure you saw it after the fact, but I was watching it live, and it was like, are they ever going to get back on the field? Yeah. Uh, crazy game and it almost almost got Tennessee the tub which would have been probably the worst tragedy of all time and I'm glad the college football gods decided not to let that happen
0: yeah that was that was just a really nasty scene that was that was just just not good
1: hey the mustard bottle was unreal when I saw (laughs) that oh my goodness (laughs) So the golf ball getting struck on Kippen's elbow was like,
0: holy shit. Like, like my question get out trying- uh, how, what, why are you, why are you smuggling in a mustard bottle?
2: <laughs> where did they even get no no well, I don't know where all this shit was coming from. <laughs> Just why? Why is that on, why is that in your pocket for the game day? I don't understand.
1: Here's my thought. Also. I'm thinking like, Maybe you just really want to have that good mustard when you get that dog. You know what I mean? That's like a Tennessee tradition for you. Maybe the golf ball is somebody's lucky trinket. I don't know. I mean, maybe you just went to the range that day and you were, you know, pocketed a range ball because you smuggled thought I'm gonna chuck this thing and knit Blake <laughs> from the 35th row. You know yep. what I mean? I mean smuggled
2: a pro V, you knew it'd be good to hit somebody with if need be.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was a bright yellow, dude. It looked like strange oh. a range ball. Like no pro and, V then. And, no, definitely not a pro V. It had the little the little line on it too. Oof. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm just saying. What a scene! Uh, yeah that 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 was a scene for for sure. And it took him like 45 minutes to get back on the field. Field. Um, um. But in the end, and the reason it all started was because t- Tennessee almost got a fourth and 27. They came up like maybe a half an inch short. Um, and end up losing them. Zach, another one that you were able to kind of sweat out was that Kentucky game. Man, good call there. I like that when you did it. Wire. Yeah, didn't even, didn't even, didn't even have to like. It was an easy breezy over in that Cincinnati game. it was got it for you alone. Good pick there, my friend, for sure. Um, I mean, Texas was, you know, I think, I think one that you, you felt pretty good about,
2: right? I thought they'd bounce back off the OU loss, but I mean Oklahoma State—they're doing some stuff. I mean, I thought that game being in Austin might might tilt it in Texas's favor, but they just they just couldn't get it going. Oklahoma State's defense stepped up when it needed to, so I unfortunately trusted Texas, and that's always a mistake. <laughs>
1: yeah, hey, you, know, you thought Texas was back, Zach, and hey, hey easy—I don't, I don't know about that. You went with your gut there, and you thought they were back, and and Gundy proved you wrong, man, because he's got that waterfall mullet that looks. Incredibly like Eugene. Yeah, he's a man. Uh, he's, he's a most 50. Man, you got to love Gundy, too. The sweatshirts are on point. Now he talks to the players more, too, by the way. that's That was a big emphasis that they've been hitting on the broadcast, I've noticed. Uh, really, okay. Um, in the end here, though, Zach, the only other lost man, and one that I was uh, on with you and was surprised about, Herm and them did not play to win the game. Went down to Utah. They had the lead at halftime and looking good, and then Utah just absolutely curb stomped them in the, in the uh, second half.
2: Yeah, I I didn't respect Utah enough on that one. I mean, especially playing in promo, I just I didn't give it to him enough. Yeah, don't don't,
0: don't, don't beat yourself up, uh, Blaine and I didn't give give them a whole lot of respect either.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. CJ, did you have them as well? I, I didn't look down south yet to, since you're down below me in the standings, to see what your picks were. Yet. I'm sorry, sir.
0: No, you're fine. I do not think I did. I don't think I touched that one. Yeah. Uh, try to pull mine up here. No, that one was not one I touched.
1: I did notice that me and Zach uh, both both rode together on UCLA and Arizona, and we split those together at one and one. Uh, so felt feel feel pretty good about that cj what do you think was your worst beat of the uh the weekend Ooh, um well let's see we got my lock that
0: you know was absolutely non-existent
1: um <laughs> yeah your, yeah your lock was a little yeah. i don't know man i mean you must have been drinking that uh that kool-aid they gave you down in starkville that yeah, bulldog a... that bulldog uh blitz there man yeah
0: I'm maroon
1: i'd there. hope the... i wouldn't touch that
0: yeah the so I mean that one was yeah okay the, the two the other two losses I had the one that Virginia Tech a complete no show maybe maybe we should be giving Pitt some respect I don't know
2: um, I saw something today about Kenny Pickett potentially being in the Heisman race what am I what am I missing here
1: <laughs> dude he is slinging it though man he, he, he is, is absolutely and I, slinging I, it right now I gave in their favorite Tech, yeah. against Clemson Ooh. not to yeah. go ahead and just you know we we'll talk about that later but my God. Now yeah. they are at home by three, but their favorite to be Clemson and probably so because they can that's, score. That's a, him with, that's a pick 'em. That's a pick 'em with Pitt and Clemson. Never thought I'd say that. Dude, but hey, you know how it is for Pitt. They always seem to beat Clemson when they want to. That's true. And yeah, when they shouldn't. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but they then, should this time, so maybe they won't. Mm. True. You never and know it's a sneaky pick there.
0: Yeah. And then the Miami UNC game, um, uh, apparently neither defense decided to show the hell up. Uh, that bothered me a little. Did you have the under in that? He did. Yes, I did. What
1: was that at CJ?
0: 63 and a
1: half. Holy. Oh, my buddy. Well, I, I'm hey, not Here's the, right right. the reason I
0: did was – the reason I did was I thought North Carolina's defense the last couple weeks had been better. Miami offensively has struggled at – times this year it just it felt like they were it was i i really thought it was going to be close i just didn't know if they were going to get to that 64 i thought it's going to finish around 61 62
1: uh, tough, I mean, tough yeah CJ, tough one i mean hey me and you rode together with the nc state bc unders good calls there um yeah great, call, great call for you on the uh, army plus 14 and then me and you also rode together baylor i noticed. uh and yep. in Purdue, Iowa, you had that all the way as well with that underman. So, I mean, I guess the lone one you probably look back on now is like VT plus five maybe?
0: Yeah, that's the one I look back on. Maybe I didn't get hit enough respect, maybe a little too much love to Virginia Tech at home there. But um, that one just seemed like a spot there for Tech because I just thought schedule-wise they had played a much better schedule. They were probably going to be a little more tested and ready, um, and they completely no-showed. I mean, hey,
1: man, you know, I, it's. I mean, Pitt might be that good. Is there a possibility of that? I mean, are we willing to accept that Pitt's offense might be that good?
0: Um, I think at this point now you do have to start giving them some respect. Um, you know, Blacksburg's not an easy place to go in and win. Um, and they did. Um, you know, they they yeah. be you know they 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 handled Georgia Tech. Which you can say what you want about Georgia Tech, but I mean. And they did win in Tennessee, so I mean, maybe, maybe this time we start giving them, especially offensively, a, a little bit of respect.
2: Never,
1: <laughs> never. Exactly, I, think, I, I think you're right, buddy. <laughs>
2: Even if they deserve it, never.
1: I think, I think you're right, buddy.
2: Just, just uh, real quick, I want to, I want to backpedal just a second. I, I apologize to the Utes. Uh, said they play in Provo. That's my bad. Oh yeah, that's only you, Yeah, that's little, little. Uh, you better catch yourself before you wreck there. yourself
1: on that one, buddy. Yep, yeah. stepping on some toes there. That's my bad. Hey. And, wait, and wait I look look our Utah base. Hey, and <laughs> hey, we might get a Utah <laughs> base here, CJ. You never, never know. I know some people in Idaho, actually. Well, there uh, you go then. Yep. Now let's let's also say this real quick. I do want to I do want to say my worst one, my worst beat of the week though, because I feel like it's worth mentioning. UTSA, the Roadrunners, got me 45 of the 53 I needed, right? Rice, come on. (laughs) Come on, Rice. Like, Oh, man. I mean, could you not have got like eight points just to push? Like go for the two or something, get in the end zone once? Ugly performance from Rice offensively, and uh, it cost me the perfect week, fellas.
0: Yeah, that that one, that one hurt you. I, I I when I saw that one, I was just like, Oh, he's gotta be screaming.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just the perfect week, man. It, it it went up in flames and uh it is it is what it is. But uh Zach, kinda wanna talk a little bit, man, if you have some leans for this week. But also let's also while you're in here, man, I think it's worth kinda Big picture view on college football this year. And then, of course, man, the news out of Baton Rouge about Ed, Ed Orgeron. My man, Pepper de Gumbo uh, will not be as much fun. Uh, won't be as much fun in Baton Rouge anymore, man, without without Big, big Eddie O, Coach O. But uh, a lot of things swirling. Million million to go away. A lot of things are swirling right now, aren't they?
2: Yeah, no doubt. Um, kind of makes – What's going on in Morgantown seem a little less hectic, but I mean, obviously LSU has a standard that they're just looking for, even though, you know, this being three years removed from a national title, I don't know what's, or two years, actually, two years removed from a national title. I I don't know, man. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just
1: different there. It, it is different there, but I mean, I think, CJ, do we think this is because of what's coming out now officially? I, I think there's actually a little bit of a, of a mixture
0: for it because um, y- you look at his track record, um, some recruiting violations, it stops he's been at, there's no different here, Title Nine issues, um, the off-the-field issues that he has unfortunately had surfaced that are allegations, you know, obviously we can't speak on those because nobody really knows. Um,
1: it's
2: not a good look, though, let's put it, it that way. It, it's a word that he's sticking his ladle in the gumbo, huh?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, and, and that's and, what we're hearing there—sugar <laughs> mamas and kids yeah. running around practices and just. Uh,
0: yeah, whew. it is. It is kind of weird. And and Zach, you brought this up, and just kind of the messaging we were having off podcast, kind of beforehand. If you look at his record versus Saban's, right at this point in their careers, there, they're they're virtually identical: forty-nine and seventeen for Orgeron, forty-eight and sixteen
2: for Saban. Yeah, I mean it's and nearly similar but obviously yeah, it was got 13, some differences. And
0: 13 yeah and it was 13 and five against the top ten and that got me thinking so i I, I dove into the numbers a little okay for those of you new I can get heavy into the numbers but I went back and looked and I counted just starting at 2017 his first full season as head coach because in 2016 he took over when they fired less he's nine and four ten and three 15 and oh five and five and then four and three so far this year okay. And it and I went back and looked at the numbers. I got uh, not too deep into them, but kind of broke them out a little bit to kind of really take a look at his on-the-field success, right? Because, Zach, you mentioned it. LSU is
1: a different breed down there. Oh, They're definitely different. <laughs> and I started
0: just, just looking from 2017 to this year, okay? 2017 being his first full year as the head coach. Because 2016, he took over Midway when they fired Blass. So, just counting – his full tenure as head coach, not interim. Okay. In 2017, they went nine and four. Follow so, that up with a 10 and three in 2018. Obviously, 2019, 15 and 0 national championship. 2020, COVID year went five and five. This year so far, they're four and three. Okay. That puts him at 43 and 20 overall. It's respectable, right? Everybody go, okay, that's kind of cool. Better than
1: respectable, CJ. Yeah,
0: it's it, it's better than respectable. But here's here's where it gets interesting, right? Because he's twenty six and twelve in conference over that time. Okay, in the SEC, that's you know that's almost 700 Damn good. That's pretty damn good. Here's where it gets interesting. Take the twenty nineteen season out. Take the natty. Take the national championship season out. He's twenty eight and twenty overall.
1: Eighteen and twelve in league. Mm. I mean, yeah. And of, but, and but, here's you, the thing. but that's not that's not what you do. I mean, they
0: build well, no, that's that's not what you do. But here's the other interesting thing. We talked about his thirteen and five record against the top ten. Seven of those wins came in two thousand and nineteen.
1: Okay. Mm. I mean he's six the... he's
0: six and four otherwise.
1: That's still pretty decent. And oh, I yeah. also would say it's, I would argue real decent. quick, let's take a hold on, hold on. But let's CJ real quickly. Because you're taking away 15, and you're taking away the the uh, the 15, and 0, the 15 and 0 special season with Burrow. Let's take away the two seasons after Burrow, one of which is COVID, and this year with Max Max Johnson, where they're already you know just had a big win. And they're four and three. I mean, the argument has to be off the field because it can't be on the field with Coach O right now. Because I mean that's not fair to take count those years really after Burrow with COVID. I mean, come on now. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that, but you also have to look too. Is is I understand but that's laws, LSU and they're different, obviously. But it's that's LSU it's it's is
0: different because you think about it. Saban won a title there, Les won a title, and now O's won a title. You could almost you could make the argument you could plug just about anybody in and win a title down
1: there because of what they can recruit. for. I don't but know about that, TJ. That's a, that's a bold take.
0: It, it is, but it, it's it's not quite at the same time. If you think about what they should be able to recruit because of what they have, the facilities, location, all of that. Here's the other thing that strikes me is his assistant hires haven't been real great either. I get it you lost Joe Brady, but you didn't really... To me, it didn't feel like they did a real well enough job in replacing him.
1: I mean, it's kind of hard to find lightning in a bottle like that all the time. And I
0: think that's the argument, is 2019 was kind of the perfect storm. You found lightning in a bottle, and you went on. I mean, it's not like he's had...
1: But, I mean, look at what they knocked just did on the office. doors
0: of national titles wherever else he's been. Plus the off the field stuff, the recruiting violations, the Title IX violations. Like, there's so much stirring up that I think they just went. You know what? We didn't get this right. We got caught up in the emotion of it because it is
1: Coach O, and he's didn't get this right. CJ, I- the first two years they were nine and four and ten and three, and then he went fifteen and zero, and then he had a COVID year, and then this year, and we're, we've got it wrong. That's yeah, but utter he, bullshit. I'm sorry. We, okay, but you're paying base, a guy. He, okay, but uh, I just, what I'm saying sorry is, is
0: you're you're paying a guy 18 million dollars to literally go away.
1: Well, I just I mean the new AD, me, the new it, AD wanted to have a new stamp on the program too. His and guy, I,
0: and I think that might be part of it. But I also think too, in all honesty, I, I like Coach O. I do, and I'm not hating on him. But as a head coach, he's outside of that one national title year it's not it, it it's been eight wins nine wins and that's that yeah geez, but in really the SEC that's phenomenal SCC, it <laughs> is but in LSU they have national title. that's what they want they don't celebrate division wins down there they don't celebrate conference wins well wow, it's literally all about can you get to the playoff and can you win it that's literally the bottom line and he did and part it of that's, and he, he just did it. it he did it once do you well, think he, he can do, to it, do, do again? it again cuz
1: Yes, he had it. He was supposed to do it again after Burrow, and then he was supposed to do it again this year. Get the hell out of here, LSU. you y'all are ridiculous. Y'all need to step, y'all need to look at yeah. yourselves in the mirror. Now, obviously, everything else going on with Coach O, but they wanted him gone before that. There's no question about this, unless they knew this was on the surface. Let's be real about this, too, Zach. I, but CJ, unless you have something real quick, I, I do want to hear what you have to say. But I want to hear what Zach has to say because I feel I just, like he's been rather quiet on this right now.
0: Yeah, I just want to make one other point because you go, Well, is should you know get out of here with that? That's the standard in Tuscaloosa, and it doesn't change regardless of who they lose.
2: But if they didn't have Saban, what are you looking at there?
0: And, but that but that's and that's kind of what's happened in the SEC. It's become very, you know, Sabin dominated, and it's how do we knock him off? And now it's becoming Kirby too with that. And I think if you're looking at the landscape, if you're the LSU people around that program who are seeing the day in, day out, and CJ, maybe this fit doesn't I'm work. I'm How do we knock those two guys off? And is he the guy to do it? And they made the internal decision. No, he's not.
2: CJ. Oh, OK. That's I mean, their decision. Though. That's the thing. Whether it's right or wrong, that's the decision they're making. Obviously, Alabama has the same standards and they did before Saban got there and imagine they would have taken Rich Rod instead of Saban. They'd probably still be in the same boat. I mean, Saban wouldn't have gone there, they'd probably still be looking for a head coach. And <laughs> I mean, they may have had a similar situation to what LSU did. They won a national championship with somebody who got the right guys and then, you know, they have underwhelming seasons by their standpoint or by their standards. But it's just it's the it's the hubris that those programs have. It's the Impression that they have of themselves and what they think they should have, as far as a success standpoint is concerned. I mean, that's that's what it boils down to. So that's that mixed in with the stuff off the field that Coach o has had. I'd say all that mixed together has led to this decision. So ultimately, that's what you're looking at. I don't think it's one more one than the other. I think it's kind of everything. And plus, course, like Lane said, the new AD, he wants to kind of make mm-hmm. his own hire, and he may not have wanted to you know, Coach O there when he first got there. Yeah. I think and that, I think it's kind of suspicious, too, where you see a report about how the coaches don't want to coach for him and the players don't want to play for him. I I don't know, man. I find it hard to believe because Coach O sounds like a guy that you'd love to work with on a day-to-day, day-to-day basis, no? Yeah, run, run through a brick wall for him. Um, right. It's just I weird that those come out. It's almost like a thing that's kind of, you know, being collaborated with the guys up you know, up at the top, they're kind of like getting these reports out there. You just never know what that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like when kids hit the portal and they trash whoever on the way out, it's just kind of like <clears throat> nobody ever leaves and says, Oh man, that's a great place. So I had an opportunity. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, I get what you're saying on that too. I wonder if maybe some of it too is, I'm wondering if kind of a Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll thing, like he wears on guys after so long where it's, it's constantly the same thing. The message is kind of the same, the Just his personality, I wonder if it just wears on people after a
1: while. CJ, I mean, Max Johnson's been great this year 20 touchdowns and four interceptions. Like, he's he's developing that kid. Yeah, he lost a tough one to Kentucky, but Kentucky's pretty damn good this year. He lost a tough one to Auburn. Okay, I mean, and he lost to UCLA out there, chipping them are pretty good this year. Like, they aren't that bad. And it's no, but you can't
0: make the sissy blue
1: comment and then go out and I'd agree. But I think you're being a little ridiculous on Coach O. I think LSU is making a mistake if it was purely football based, the decision. Um, real quickly, though, we're talking all about LSU and we talked about Old Miss, you know, and the situation that happened down there. They're playing this Saturday down at Oxford Stadium. Um, down at Oxford Stadium, shit fire. Um, LSU and Old Miss are playing this weekend down in Oxford at Von Hemingway. The Grove's going to be popping. Do we think LSU has actual chance there? They're a nine point dog of pulling off back to back big time uh, wins. There's a dog. I like old Mr. on that one. Nine feels a little low. I, I might hammer that before it gets a little higher.
2: I think for LSU to have a chance, it would kind of be a testament to whether or not the report about players and coaches not wanting to be a part of his deal, if they can come out there and make it a game or even somehow find a way to win it, I'd say that that report might be bullshit because, you know, the same week that the news comes out about Coach O not being there after the season, they come out and steal one on the road like that against a very good team. That would kind of indicate to me that they're playing for him. Oh, I so think it, it'll be interesting to see.
1: Yeah, it'll be definitely interesting. I mean, and it may not matter because of how explosive uh, the Lane Train's offense is down there at Ole Miss, although they were kind of slowed down by Tennessee um, on Saturday night. But I'm not so sure. I mean, I think LSU's defense might be. Uh, on the level of Tennessee uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see
2: and, and LSU just came off putting up some good offensive numbers Against Florida, so oh, don't count their is,
1: offense out To try and keep up No, I don't think so, but I think in the ebb and flow of this, Especially with what just happened To LSU And also coming off the big win against Florida I think Ole Miss kind of had, had An off game there against Tennessee But found a way to survive and win I expect to see Ole Miss to put up some points against LSU um, In that secondary Which is not very good Gimme the rebs minus the nine for sure and old Mystic potentially hop into the top ten uh, next week before they uh before they get an opportunity. Um before before to, we hop off LSU real
2: quick to take one do off. We, do we want to take some uh flyer picks just for fun about who we think might oh, get that job? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um You guys have I mean, any ideas?
1: Who, who do you think, uh, Zach? Long shot.
2: <laughs> just for fun, I wanna say Urban Meyer.
1: I don't see I don't think you're that off. I was kind of thinking it myself.
2: I mean something... the, the urban
1: one's intriguing because he looks so unengaged at the NFL level. Um, he would look good in purple and gold, man. He's been in all these other big time schools. Uh,
0: yeah, I will tell you two names that have kind of kind of intrigued me a little.
1: Um, one is
0: uh Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator there for the Chiefs. Um, <sighs> okay. And, and the only reason is, is 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 he wants to be a head coach. He deserves to be a head coach. And I just don't know at the NFL level if he's going to get that opportunity. Does he jump at the opportunity to be a head coach and, and go to the college level to do it? That's kind of an interesting one for me. Um, uh,
1: I'm, if I'm LSU, I'm not making that hire. Uh, I just don't think that's a good a good fit. The guy's never had to recruit. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, and that's, and that's like I said, that's, that's,
1: it's one of the reasons. He hasn't recruited in a long time, put it that way.
0: Yeah, so that that's kind of a different one. Um, LSU fans, Joe Brady's not coming back. Uh, let's just go ahead and squash that rumor.
1: Oh, hold on, um, hold
0: on. Do you, do you, I don't, I don't think that's he. That he is. He's on record as saying he loves being in the detail X's uh, and O's that the NFL gives. I, yeah, but if he gets to be the head coach, uh, who knows? I, DJ. I, I don't think he's coming. I'll tell you the guy who I really think is coming.
1: Tell me what you think.
2: I, I think yeah, I want Spice
0: Girls there. I think it's Jimbo.
2: That's what I was going to say. That was my Ooh. legit. It's I don't know. It's the
0: same AD that hired him at A&M. I don't think so, man. Zero buyout, and they could basically throw whatever number they wanted him because yeah, it's but, LSU and it's Monopoly money at this But point. so
1: can Texas A&M, and Texas A&M has the better facilities, actually. And he's starting to finally get at the work down there. I don't think he's leaving A&M. I don't think he is.
0: Is it, is it tied to the AD, the no and buyout think about it. thing? Think about it real it's, quick, it's though, C It's
1: Think about it real quick, though. I mean, he's had a couple years at in him where he hasn't went and won 10 games and has won eight and four or whatever, and he hasn't gotten canned there. Orgeron, you know, about to have a third one. He's about to get canned. I don't see him going back to LSU. I think that's – I disagree big time. If, they, if, if, if that's the one you're betting money on, I, I wouldn't go there.
0: I'm not saying I'm betting money on it. That's the one, to me, that's very intriguing because of the connection to the AD – He's got zero buyouts. If you're LSU, there's absolutely no money involved in it after paying owed 18 to go away. Not that it matters because it's Monopoly money for them. That one just to me is kind of an intriguing link. Hmm. Man, Uh, I'm not saying that's the route they go, but it's it's intriguing. Because turn, because you can do two things, training. you're you're because if you're the 88 LSU, you're bringing am. back in a guy you know, and you're weakening a conference opponent at the same time. Like that to
1: me is the intriguing portion of it. I mean, CJ, I guess I understand what you're trying to what you're trying to to get there, but I, I just it takes two to tango, and I, at this point in time, I just don't really see why Jimbo makes that move. To me. Um, I mean, you know, I I get what you're trying to say and trying to sell it, but yeah, I don't, I don't think Jimbo takes it, but I think it's
0: a very interesting one to kind of keep an eye on really where he, how quickly he, I don't know if. He would leave for that. It's hard to tell. The one that I've always found interesting is James Franklin at Penn
1: State. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say, CJ. I really like the potential James Franklin guy. He was my guy um, because he's he's had a couple big big openings before, you know. Um, but also, I'm not so sure it's not at USC for James Franklin. Um, mm-hmm. That's always but been. But then the again, but then again, he is has it pretty good at Penn State. And he likes Penn State. I'm not sure why he leaves. I tell you, the guy who I think is definitely going to get snapped up here soon, um, and that's Luke Fickle. Do you think
0: mm-hmm. he leaves with Cincinnati headed to the Big 12?
1: I think he leaves Cincinnati for the Big 12 if he gets an L- L- the LSU job. I do too. No, I think good. I think a guy worth looking into though is old Billy Napier down there at Louisiana. I think he could be a very interesting um, selection there. For potentially LSU, he knows how to recruit that state, and, and is one at, at that level with them. Imagine what he can do if he's the LSU head football coach. Do um, you think that'd
2: be a hire that would grab enough attention though for them, like for their liking as a as a as a program? I, I do,
1: I do. I I definitely think Billy Napier um, would, would definitely would definitely raise my eyebrows. Now, here's another one that that they've really talked about a lot because of his connections when he was at LSU and that's Mel Tucker at Michigan state having that phenomenal seven and zero start this year, flipping that roster left after Colorado for one year. And we know what kind of what he's done. And he has that LSU connection from the back in the day. I really believe that he could be the sneaky pick there. Um, as <laughs> so, you know, th- those are my, those are my two guys. I like that. Um, one. I think yeah. our Napier I, and uh, our boy Mel Tucker.
0: Yeah, I wanted to float th- three more names at you real
1: quick. Uh, t-
0: two of which I uh, – none of them probably going to get it, but they're interesting to think about. Lane Kiffin's name has come up, but I don't see him leaving Old Miss. Not
1: a chance. I don't I don't see it. I think he kind of likes it there right now.
0: But here's one thing that does
1: have a connection. And that's Dave Aranda of Baylor. Now, that's interesting. Um, but at the same time with Dave Aranda, you know he's he's just kind of got it going to Baylor, but if, if they could lure him to LSU, I wouldn't be shocked by it at all, which would be a crushing blow for the Bears for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I wanted to float one more name. Edge. It's it's very off the radar if we were talking you know dark horse long shots. Does LSU sniff Hugh Freeze? That'd be, that'd be <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I don't that'd think nuts. I don't think you do either. But I'm just asking the question. I mean, I just, he does have the SEC possible. ties. Do you do you possible. want him?
1: Do you want him to be sniffed around by LSU there, CJ? Because if he does, hmm. your Liberty coach is gone. If yeah, that's, that's what
0: I'm saying. As, as, a, as a yeah, as a Liberty guy, no, I really don't. But if you're LSU, do you kick the tires on it? Maybe.
1: Uh, I, I think, think, he's, he's, I think the, going he's down,
0: for
2: down the line.
1: Yeah, he's down the line.
2: Yeah, but if, if they're if they're getting to Hugh Freeze, I think they've had some stuff go wrong.
1: As well, far no, as no, what no, they
2: really no, want, no,
0: and, and I think that's correct. But I think too, when you you're a power five, some of those names that we've mentioned, you know, are power five coaches already, or Luke Fickle, who's about to be. How, can you can you really pull? Is oh, there a there to pull them? Because I mean, that's, you know, James that's one of the programs that pulls State, guys
2: away. True, <laughs> yes,
0: true. It is, and I can understand that. But I mean, at the same time, like, I, but there are, but I can see guys like Franklin and them going, "Nope, I'm good where I'm at."
2: that's oh. possible i mean penn state's obviously no slouch and if like blaine said if the usc job were to come open for for frank franklin that's been a job that's been linked to his name for quite some time so obviously there are a lot of things at play there but i think that lsu is a destination job i don't think there's any question about it
1: yeah i think you're 100 percent right about that zach i mean the chance to go down and coach at baton rouge it's it's a destination job and people are definitely kind of clamoring for it um if they get the chance to, I mean, you think about some of the names on that list; they're really good places as is. Um, so, Zach, I kind of before we get out, get you out of here, man. Um, do you have any leans for us this week? So, a couple that
2: kind of caught my attention. I, I don't know if I want to do it two weeks in a row, but going over for the Cincinnati game, Cincinnati at Navy, I'd feel kind of remiss if I didn't go over on forty-nine. Do you all feel similar or do you feel like that's one they get out early and maybe
1: just kind of fall asleep? What do you think? That's tough. That's tough, Zach. I feel you because Cincinnati could do it themselves, right? They can the hang thing. half a hundred on Navy for sure. Um, but if Navy doesn't pull their weight, maybe they don't hit the 49. Exactly. And that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking, uh, Zach, that Navy, that Cincinnati figures out how to stop that triple option with, with, relative ease. They've seen it a few times now. That's a good – really, really, really good group um, defensively for the Bearcats there. And Navy, you know, they're not what they have been in years past. They're getting better, I think, than they were at the beginning of the year, but they're still a struggling team. Um, 49, man. I could – Thing like 45 nothing, and, and you're not getting
2: there. Yeah, I kind of have the same fear. It was just one that kind of got my eye because I'm like 49 in the Cincinnati game. That's a little low, but I, I get the reasoning why for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with Blame on that because I could see that being like, you know, 42 nothing, 45 nothing, and, and you miss it. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Navy's going to get you the help. Uh, the play for me there is, you know, my or is Cincinnati to cover because uh, yeah. I think Fickle's going to continue to put points on the board because I think right now if you're Cincinnati you almost kind of feel like you have to just so that when the committee hits the room it's not well yeah they're six and oh but they've had you know a couple of 20 to
1: nothing wins that should have been more Get to get that kind of conversation out DJ here's the thing though about that man I, I I don't think they're having that conversation about Cincinnati right now um and then I don't they think they are right win now, but game I like do 42 to three. And it'd be like, all right, Cincinnati do what they were supposed to do. And you don't get that number at all because I mean, they've already hung up half a hundred the last two weeks and they beat Notre Dame on the road and Indiana on the road. I mean, man, they're, they're looking pretty good in the committee's eyes right now. They're number two in the nation in the polls. I think they're probably going to be number two when the playoff rankings come out here in a couple of weeks as well. Coincidentally enough, um, that that first lean you had was the first game of our nooners. Um, so that's going to get used there, my friend. Do you have anything else, man?
2: I've got two more. With Are, are uh, they um, in the
1: noon window by chance? They are not. Do you they're have anything else in the, in the noon window? I mean, I'm just trying to pick your brain because you've kind of been on fire. Um, <laughs> I don't any, know about all that. Anything else in the noon window that, you kind of, that you're intrigued by? Do you see anything? I could
2: absolutely see Northwestern covering that 23 and a half. Hey. Most-
1: okay. Okay. I'm, I'm. I might be jotting that down.
2: All right. Not I mean, an official play, a lot. Know, But. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they'll have enough points there to cover that.
1: Oh, You think? Okay.
2: Okay. I think. I'm the different- score that many. I'm just saying that's that's a game that I can see being low scoring.
1: Gotcha. And, and you're the guru. Go ahead. Anything else at noon? <laughs> Take just it easy. Just <laughs> say anything. I don't need that boost. And anything else at noon?
2: Um.
0: You know you love that Oklahoma 38-and-a-half against Kansas.
2: Oh my God! I, I can't say that I don't one. <laughs> That's a lot of
1: candy. You got to take the other way.
2: You you all know what I had to say about Caleb Williams, so I could definitely see them pulling that off. <laughs> I'm sipping the Kool Aid on him for sure. I think it's
1: understandable, totally justified. It's it's literally the uh the the creation of Baker and Kyler together.
2: <laughs> Did you see that picture?
1: Oh yes, that, and, and if you haven't seen it. You, you better make sure you get a t- chance to look at it. I mean, it's – I, I, I think it's scary, but I, he, he could be that good. Zach, I will argue with you, though, that I think – let's not put him ahead of collar yet, okay? Hey, I get it's early. I'm just saying. A little based, early, a little but bit I you.
2: Of infor- when you. When you have a – Hey, maybe a boy GG
1: out, will look like that against – uh Oh, my god Against that Horn Frog defense Saturday night, buddy. We can only hope and pray. I know, but I know, when right? you come
2: out with a game like that against Texas and a rivalry game is your first true action, I mean, and you do that – and then yeah. follow it up with what he get, did against TCU. That's some damn good football right there. So obviously it's early, but I'd like to see what he does go, going forward. And He might live up to the expectations I have, but okay, the, 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 the nooners, that's about all I got for you. The other two that I was kind of looking at, we talked about it earlier today, the seven points that Iowa state's getting against Oklahoma state. I don't mm. think by any means that they won't win. I think they very well could and probably should, but I, I'm kind of feeling just taking Oklahoma State to cover.
1: Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, they bit me in the
2: ass last week on my Texas pick, so they might they might do it again this so week. You, you never so you're know, thinking
1: about rolling against against or going with the Pokes this weekend, not going against them. Right, but again, they may they may fire back at me and just bite me twice. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, hey, we we know that Pistol Pete gets a little a little uh, little reckless down there in Stillwater. You know, no doubt. But the other one. um, I'm gonna tell you right now, Zach. Before, before I, I do, want to get to your other one. Yeah, it is Pro October, and the Cyclones are due for a big win, buddy. I'm just saying they that, are. that number at seven feels like it's there for a reason. Just saying. Oh, I definitely could see it. I have no. And, and, and one of our, our rules. Win. One of our rules that I'll tell you because I'm not that far off your heels. I know you've been doing well. I'm gonna give you a little, <laughs> little, little, little tip here. When a when a road team is is the is the ranked team and they're spotting. A home team a home team is spotting that ranked team. You gotta look at why why is that the case? Why is that ranked team getting that many points?
2: Well, there's history there. Campbell yep. Campbell knows what to do against Oklahoma State for sure. I'm just yep. saying. What does number, Vegas know? No, I, I feel this, you though. It's just high enough to make me like, eh. I okay. think they'll win. I'd have no doubt that they'll probably win. It's just the number just kind of eh, I don't know. just All a right. little high for me. Yeah. Are Gundy and the boys really a team of destiny? Who knows? Yeah.
1: I feel you. Okay. All right.
2: So the last one I had, another uh, pseudo-rivalry. Not even a pseudo-rivalry. This one's actually a rivalry. USC-Notre Dame, another number of seven with Notre Dame. I think USC might be able to cover that. Notre Dame's not extremely impressive to me, but you know that being a rivalry game, even if it is at Notre Dame, I think that maybe USC could be a little fun.
1: I feel you on that, Zach. Them, them being just frisky enough there. I mean, Slovis, so,
2: Slovis is no slouch. I, I think he's solid, so maybe he
1: goes in there and lights it up. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I would love to see that number get to seven in the hook. Then
2: mm-hmm. I would
1: feel really good about USC. That total at 57.5 is uh is intriguing. I mean, Notre Dame, what are they really? You know what I, right. mean? I mean? They, they, they kind of put it on a bad Wisconsin team in the fourth quarter, but it, before then it was really close. Yeah, they beat Purdue, which that looks better now, right? And to, Toledo score points for D T though they didn't look too hot against Pitt, so maybe just maybe USC is uh, like you said, Zach, maybe right for the picking. But I will say this: what's USC really too? So I mean, there's, there's there, there, that's an intriguing game. The fact that that's the one for everybody on NBC Saturday at seven thirty. I think we should all just be thankful. So you know, enjoy enjoy that. Thanks, NBC. We're real excited to watch Notre Dame and USC. Uh, on Saturday and make sure that we can't have any other late games the rest of the night. Did you guys notice that the mm-hmm. seven 30 games are the late games other than the ball game out in Hawaii? Um, that includes our Mountaineers, which we'll talk a lot about. So we actually won't have to be put through the torture of just having to watch that game uh, on Saturday night, obviously.
2: Yeah. All the PAC 12 teams that bitch about having
1: to play late, late games. Now Here's your week over. boys. Here's your week. Well, Zach, hey, I'm glad that you uh you gave us your leans there, buddy. Uh best of luck. And um unless you want to hang out and break down some more nooners there with us because we're we're more than welcome to allow you to to join in here. Hey, I
2: appreciate the offer. That's your all's that's your all's territory. I can't get <laughs> it like you all can. I'm just riding on uh, the seat of my pants.
1: You know that. Uh, okay. I mean, hey, we I mean, CJ, where do you got kind of his take on three of the games in the nude window, by the way. We I, I didn't I didn't ask him for Illinois' Penn State to kind of round it off. But um,
2: I want no part of that.
1: Or, hey, hey, a Big 12 matchup there, uh, Zach. Zach, you hey, going to Lubbock to take on the Red Raiders, at least that's Big 12 for you. Minus one, by the way. Just that saying. one weirds me out. That yeah, one weirds it, me it, out big time. In <laughs> more than one way, dude, I'd yeah. stay in the hell <laughs> off that game in every which way possible. No doubt. No way am I touching it. Although, for some odd reason, doesn't it feel like Texas Tech wins? Then, like, six and two. And then, like, they inevitably fall and probably don't win another game the rest of the season, but still go to a crap bowl. Oh man, it's just
2: strange. I don't, I don't know what to think about it. I mean, maybe Scholar Thompson pulls something out. He's, he's played pretty well.
1: I just, he's not. I is he back though? I don't think he's back. He was playing before the bye week, wasn't he? As far as I know, he wasn't.
2: He played against Oklahoma, and then they had to buy. Oh, he, he played against he wasn't Iowa out State there
1: Saturday. He was out there Saturday. Yeah. You're right. That's Zach. Right.
2: He, they played Iowa State last weekend. That's my apologies. I had the schedule mixed up. Yeah, he's, he's back.
1: I, you know, I, I'll be honest, even though I had real confidence in Iowa State, didn't see a snap of that football game uh, between Iowa State and Kansas State, just saw 33-20 and knew, hey, cash to winner. I see Bryce Hall ran for 197 yards. But, Ooh. yeah, Thompson was back out there. So, maybe Kansas State is a little more frisky there heading to Lubbock, but still don't want any part of it. You want talking about in them. I think kind of have, too, Zach, even as I'm sitting <laughs> here talking about it. I'm like, I kind of like the Purple Cats getting a point. A point on the road against the against the Red Raiders feels going, like a climb and win, right?
2: Going through eight games for Texas Tech with only two losses, I I kind of feel like that's a little unlikely. I don't know. They're not. I don't yeah. think they're that good. They're so definitely I see, not. I that see the Snyder good. Cats take them one.
1: I, yeah, the old, the old Snyder Cats, the old climbing, climbing cats, the old climbing cats, the the purple cats. Man, I, it feels like a win that they probably should get, right? And more than likely. Well, Zach, hey, I appreciate you uh, giving us more nooner opinions, man. But uh, I guess we'll take it over from here. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, sure. buddy. And, uh, hey, man, we continue to hope to continue to have you uh, making picks. Although, hey, I'm right there on your heels, man. That, that, that rear view mirror is a little closer than you think it is. Hey, I was trying to, I'll just try to keep pulling them out of my ass, and we'll see what happens. Hey, you never know. All right, buddy. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money.
0: chatter. You ain't talking money, then you're talking no matter. Ching, ching, bling, bling, patting pockets. take the dollar, dollar, can't a damn soul stop.